How do y'all? Jeremy here on today's bonus episode of Taxpayer Talks. We have on a special guest, Thomas McNutt. Thomas is a business owner, conservative activist, and former candidate for the Texas House of Representatives. We get his thoughts on fighting for fiscal sanity at the local level, among several other issues. Let's get into it. Taxpayer Talks is brought to you by Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, and it's only made possible from generous donations from listeners like you. If you want to support our work, you can visit texastaxpayers.com donate to make a tax-deductible contribution today. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this special episode of Taxpayer Talks. My name is Tim Harden, president of Texans for Fiscal Responsibility. We are here with our executive director, Jeremy Kitchen. How are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm doing okay. Good. Good to hear it. And we have a special guest, Thomas McNutt, with us today. How are you doing today, Thomas? Never better, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you. We're going to talk taxes today. But before we do that, not all of our listeners might not know who you are. So could you kind of briefly explain what you do, your history in politics, and kind of, uh, you know, how, how you got where you are today? Yeah, sure. Uh, I am uh, Tim Harden's uh, bodyguard and driver, and uh, just kidding. Uh, get his laundry, you know, and make him talk to the, to the vet and the groomer and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so my name is Thomas McNutt, and I'm very, very uh, blessed and very proud, quite frankly, to be the fourth generation owner operator here at the Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, Texas. Uh, we're about to celebrate our 126th Christmas uh, uh, in wow. business as a Texas family owned uh, business. And uh, so we're fighting the good fight here in, in, uh, in rural Texas. Uh, the way I met many of my brothers and sisters in the, in the Liberty conservative movement was uh, a few years ago, um, looked up and had a state representative who uh, more or less was, a, was, was caucusing with and, and, uh, and doing more business with the Democrats than the Republicans and act like a, acted like a Republican at home, but voted like a Democrat in Austin. And so somebody needed to step up and, and challenge that person. So we did it. Uh, and uh, this person was uh, one of the more wealthy, powerful chairmen in the, in the state house. And, uh, you know, the average state house at the time campaign cost about $180,000. Both campaigns spent over $2 million. It was one of the more high profile, uh, 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 campaigns of that cycle and we were supposed to get clobbered you know i was 20 gosh 24 25 when i announced and uh you know they said he's got no prayer against the chairman so you know ten thousand doors later and a ton of volunteers and a ton of prayers and donations and stuff on election night instead of getting clobbered out of thirty thousand votes we lost by 222 yeah, we were so close. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and so and so that's kind of where it all started. And then I've been trying to be involved and things of that nature ever since. So um, I ran against that gentleman again. He uh, dropped out of the race several months in. A couple other people got in because all of a sudden it was an open seat. And uh, we got second place and uh, did make the runoff, but didn't get And the, the gentleman who's there now. Uh, has a much better voting record than the gentleman I set out to run against. And uh, I think on the Rice University survey, Cody Harris, my state representative, who's a friend of mine and a good guy, 
uh, I think he's top top 20, you know, every every session. So huge improvement. Um, and I'm very, very glad to be doing what I'm doing. So yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's that's who I am. And then I'm a husband and a dad to two so far, Lord willing, and uh, that will maybe have some more. And, uh, and then I sell fruitcakes for a living. <laughs> I, I couldn't couldn't help. Here's the moneymaker. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. It's the moneymaker. Pays the bills. He's not a fruitcake. He sells fruitcakes, right? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. In my family, fruitcake is a term of endearment, Tim. And to, and to be clear, you sell them worldwide, right? Yeah. We do. We do. Almost 200 countries now. So. Yeah. We, when Jeremy and I worked in the capital, uh, it was one of the blessings we actually, you all I think, gifted, right? Uh, for a while there uh, to a lot of people in the capital. And so yeah, it was fruitcake day. Everybody gets excited <laughs> in the capital. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Collins Street Bakery's name precedes itself. So uh, we are happy to have you here, Thomas. You know, uh, on, on the election note, you know, you know, Harris has been a, a vast improvement over it was Cook, right? Who it, it was? Uh, yeah, it was a Byron know, Cook, uh, yep. right? And now it's Cody Harris. And yeah, yeah. No, and so you know, if if a seat ever opens up again, I just want to let you know that usually third time's a charm, brother. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you ever have an inkling or feel called, you know, I just want to remind <laughs> you of that you tell my wife and my business partner. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's the hard thing to overcome, right? Well, we want to talk about uh, local taxes today. And so, you know, we've had a, a couple conversations over email and, and things like that. You dealing with some of the local taxes, property taxes and things like that. And so I want you to kind of briefly tell what's going on in your area and how you interacted uh, with that uh, as an activist. Um, and just kind of tell a story of what's going on in your local uh, you know, political subdivisions in Texas. Yeah, you bet. So and I'll try to be brief. I'm, I'm in a Rural uh, county, 25,000 people in the town, 50,000 people in the county, more or less. Awesome place to live, Corsicana, Texas. Um, the, the main message that I want everybody to hear, and your listeners are super astute people, okay, they get this, but, but just in case, your local officials have the final say on your property tax bill, period. Period. And they'll blame the state and they'll blame the appraisal district and they'll blame COVID and they'll blame climate change and all kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, your your city council and most importantly, your school board, your school board are the ones deciding your final property tax bill. OK, your county commissioners, those people. So in a county like this, we're real blessed. You know, uh, this is a community you go to the supermarket, you, you see people, you know you know, and they're checking up on you, right? So I've got good friendships and relationships with my county judge and my county commissioners and my city council folks and the school. I know these people. And, and you know, the tempting thing is to, you know, just keep it friendly and, and not go to tough stuff. But you know what? Politicians sign up to receive pressure. That's how it was designed. And so you know, the, if I'm being selfish and just want my relationship to be good and be Mr. Popular, well, then stay away from applying pressure. But the truth is, is that, you know, the Lord gave me relationships with these folks and to what much is given, much is required. Amen. And so I feel like it's my responsibility to say, hey, such and such, Mr. Commissioner, I love you, man. Uh, you're a good, honest guy. Uh, but you uh, you know, your constituents don't just get to push a button and get a three and a half percent raise every 12 months. Right. Um, and so you can affect that and you can sacrifice along with us. 
And so that's what we did in Navarra County. Me and my buddy, Chris Woolsey, who's on the city council, does an awesome job. He's a guy who you need to talk to about running for something. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, we, we just we, we reached out to the people we knew in these positions, say, hey, your votes are coming up. Really ask you in these crazy economic times, help your neighbors and your friends, people you go to church with, vote for the no new revenue rate. And I know your costs are up too. So at the very least, don't take all you can get. You know, will you meet us somewhere in the middle? And we took that message to uh, our friends on the school board, to our friends on the city council, our friends at the county. And the city did great. Thanks to Chris Woolsey. We are in the second consecutive year of the city chart collecting less property taxes by percentage, by dollar, by everything in Corsicana, Texas. And then at the, uh, and then the school district, uh, uh, they, they took down more on the INS side than they had to, which I appreciated and thanked them for. And then at the county, it would have been a unanimous vote, just take all we can get, take all we can get. So we applied mega pressure. And, uh, and though we did not win, it was a 2-2 vote. And we got two people to vote against the voter approval rate. County judge did the tiebreaker and they went with that no new that, that uh, voter approval rate. But we saw it as a as a victory that we raised awareness about it. We got two guys to vote against it. And then one of the gentlemen who voted for it, to his credit, at the end said, hey, guys, next year I will. I will support the no new revenue rate or I'll, it'll make it a goal. So anyway, that's what we've done. And, 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 and those guys who voted against it, man, I still see them at church in the supermarket and I still tell them, Hey, uh, support you, you know, as a person, but are going to be honest with you about, you know, trying to hold you accountable and, and doing, doing what the people uh, want you to do. Thomas, I appreciate you being on, being on, man. The, I think your story, right. is kind of, it represents, well, Tim and I talk about pretty frequently, whether it's on this podcast or when we write about it, which is unfortunately, I think a lot of people ignore local politics, right? To our own peril, to be honest, right? I mean, the the sexiest topics are things that we see on, you know, national news, right? Media corporate news sort of thing, whether it's Fox News, anything else. We constantly want to talk about the presidential election, things like that. But, you know, we try to make the argument that, you know, if any, if you can influence anything in our political process, it's certainly at the local level and seemingly by your story, um, it seems like y'all did that. Did you get much, if any, pushback from your local elected officials on some of the stuff throughout the process? Yeah, I mean, not to name names of my friends and colleagues, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I may uh, be minus a few Christmas cards this year, you know, uh, but um, but that's okay. You know what I mean? We are, we are not supposed to, you know, uh, make what other people think of us and our popularity that really shouldn't be a part of our calculus when doing what's right, you know, but no, the answer to your question is yes. I'm, I probably notched down a few popularity points with a couple people, you know, but, uh, but I see them and I, I try to be real transparent with them and say, Hey man, none of this is personal. And next year you do the right thing. One of the guys, when they did the right thing, uh, I was so proud of them for voting, putting their name on the line, voting for something that wasn't popular. So I donated to their campaign. You know, I was like, you're the kind of guy I want to support. 
And he was like, man, you don't have to do that. I was like, I know I don't have to do that, but, uh, you know, but, but you're someone who I want to support. Good. So, um, advice for, for folks, you, you kind of already plugged in politically, right? You have a, a lot of friends who are in these, uh, local political subdivisions. What would be your advice for kind of normal everyday taxpayers that might not be as plugged in as you on how they can engage with local governments and, and protest taxes uh, or, or fight against tax increases? What, what would be your best advice for them? You bet, man. I got two, two pieces of advice and they both work because um, I'm not tight with everybody. You, you know what I mean? Open forum works. Open forum works. So sh- look up, call whoever, look up online, find out when these important, crucial votes are set calendar reminders uh, uh, once a year in advance. Hey, property tax fights are coming or whatever it is. So you can get in on those, but show up that works. And let me give you an example. If, 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 uh, if four people show up to open forum and they're used to having no people show up to open forum, you know what those elected officials are going to be saying for the next week? And all these people showed up. Everybody, you know what I'm hearing a lot, you know, and it's only four people, but like proportionally to what to the norm makes an impact. So open forum works. You ain't got to be connected for that. And the other thing is, you know what else works and is a lost art is this right here, a little secret weapon. <laughs> little pen and a note yeah and you can write these people a handwritten note and i would just encourage you to be respectful you know and 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 just and and i try not to push on people but i try to pull on people come on man you know come our way but that's effective and leave your cell phone number say i'd be honored if you give me a call back to talk further and then and then the people who do what's right donate to their campaigns and, and tell them thank you and write them a thank you note. I wrote thank you notes to everybody who voted uh, in that county commissioner. But I wrote thank you letters to, to the guys who did the right. So. I assume I, it's been a while since I've been throughout Corsicana, Thomas, so forgive me. But I, I assume, I mean, like anywhere else in Texas, granted it's not as urban, right, as some of the larger places. But I assume it's growing, right, in some respect. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so – you know, with that growth, right, the, the not maybe not the pushback, the feedback we've gotten from local elected officials that happen to see uh, either one of our articles or things we talk about when we talk about property taxes is obviously we need more revenue for the infrastructure for for all of these things. And of course, like we, we always like to talk about, well, you're getting, you're already getting more property tax revenue, right? That the no new revenue rate itself just, it just equalizes, if you will, based on that. Um, did you have, did you find any local elected officials who maybe didn't, maybe they understood it, but I, I'm not going to put that on them. Maybe they didn't understand what that was, or maybe were a little, you don't have to name names, but were disingenuous or wanting to be disingenuous when they talked about it. I don't know about disingenuous. You know, these guys are trained by the Texas Municipal League, the Texas Association of Counties, the Texas Association of School Boards, and they go and they, and, you know, and, and they get propagated. Okay. And, and so, and so they're trained, you know, to go shake the money tree, right? Which is you and I's wallet. So I don't know if it's disingenuous, but you definitely heard a lot of the look who you need to call, you know, is the governor. You know, uh, your issues with the state, not with us, you know, and you, you need to go to the appraisal district. We're just, you know, 
So there's a whole lot of this going on, right? Um, I don't know if that answers your question. We did, but but Navarro County had a, uh, what one of the commissioners said multiple multiple times is we we had over one billion dollars of additional appraised values year over year in this county, over one billion, and for us it's huge. And so it's like, okay, well, great. Then then that means that the tax base should be spread out, and you shouldn't have to take the most you can possibly take. And that was our message so much. It was, hey, fine, you, you know, costs are up, you need to raise, that's fine, but don't go and grab as much as you're possibly allowed without going to the voter. And real quick, this is something else that I said a lot, because what you'd say is, we're only going up 2.5%, 3.5%. We're only going up, you know, the college can do 8%, 8%, but costs are up. 20% costs are up 15%. So actually we're giving it. So something that I said that believe it or not was not very popular was well, goodness, goodness, gentlemen, uh, if costs are up 15%, then why don't you raise it 15% and take it to the voter? Don't you trust your constituents? Go out there, make your case. If that's what you need, then put it forward. Why are you doing the most possible without having to go to the voter? Yeah. That's an interesting number to pick. Is that your needs or is that just you don't want to have to go to your constituents and ask? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it would it would be nice if we could lower that voter approval rate to like zero, right, where they had to go to voters every single time they wanted to raise rates at all. Uh, but I want, I want to shift gears on you for this last question, uh, because we don't get a whole lot of opportunity to talk to successful business owners. And so we talk a lot about property oh, It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> just <you. laughs> but I want to, uh, as a business owner, uh, you know, obviously we're looking to reform uh, taxes in a lot of uh, different ways. Is there any uh, current policies that are, that are hurtful uh, towards your business or, or any kind of business-oriented policies like franchise tax or any like that that you would advocate for that would make it an even healthier business climate in Texas? The, the business personal property tax, uh, if you talk to pretty much any business owner, I mean, they're, they're going to tell you that it just feels very arbitrary uh, and very random and very inconsistent. Uh, I'm not an expert on the business property tax, but I got a buddy who has a very successful counsel, Christian counseling psychology clinic, and he's got a, he's grown and done great stuff. And, and, you know, he's got, he owns furniture in the waiting room and he owes a huge tax bill for his furniture in his building. I mean, so that, you know, I look, and I know I'm preaching the choir, but like, you know, uh, when you enter uh, uh, the marketplace to buy or sell, if there if there's a tax there, you, you know there's a choice, right? But property taxes are rent to the government, right? I own my land and I never have to stop apparently paying my my rent to the government. And, and so, you anyway, know, I know I'm preaching to the choir there. <laughs> but the, the the thing that I'm most excited about for this next legislative session, and I don't know the the, the specific bill numbers on either side. But it is the eliminate, the buy down the MO portion of the property tax, which you guys talk about. I mean, y'all are my prime news source on this stuff. Um, and so that's what I'm most excited about. And I'm glad uh, it's getting so much support. So we're, we're definitely excited about it. I mean, having the governor, right, say 
basically as much right in the the sole gubernatorial debate a few weeks ago was right. i think a positive step in the direction we'll ho- hopefully keep his feet to the fire and we'll see if he actually makes it a priority but uh, we're very hopeful at least something is done on that this next go around for sure um no doubt awesome well, Thomas, that is our time today. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, and of course, keep up the fight at the local level. And uh, we look, I'm sure I'll see you down in Austin at some point uh, during the legislative session. Uh, but uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas to you if I don't talk to you before then. Uh, and we appreciate you being with us. Thanks, guys. We should not make, you know, uh, a podcast, our excuse to get together and chat like this. Yeah. So, right. uh, uh, anyway, great to see you both. And thank you guys. And let me tell the audience, these two dudes could be crushing it in a lot of different, different jobs, different roles, a lot of more selfish gain kind of stuff. And they choose to apply their intellect and their time and their efforts on behalf of us. Okay, so thank you guys for what you're doing. And please don't stop. Man, that sounds like he needs to do our next donor pitch, Jeremy. That's, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me their number. I'll call them. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thank Tom. you, Thomas. We appreciate it. Buy a fruitcake. for even more content follow us on social media at texas taxpayers on facebook and instagram at texas underscore taxpayers on twitter subscribe to the fiscal note our weekly email jam-packed full of information important to texas taxpayers at texastaxpayers.com slash subscribe and then make sure to check out our texas prosperity plan texastaxpayers.com slash tpp thanks (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.